is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, October 2nd, 2019, season 15, episode number 56. Welcome to another edition of The Break Real Life. From the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, uh, we're going to talk Cowboys football for about 45 minutes. We got some injury updates for you guys. Nick's going to walk us through some of the storylines of the week, both on the Cowboys side and on the Green Bay Packers side. And Dave's going to get to his scouting report on the Green Bay offense. How's everybody feeling this morning? Good. We're good. Great. Awesome. So good. Let's get this thing rolling. Um, let's start first with some injury updates. That was some interesting. Uh, things we heard this morning with uh, in Coach Garrett's press conference. Walk me through some of the injury issues with this team right now. I'll let Dave do that. All right. There's Dave, a lot of Dave them. Dave was there yeah. taking why, notes. Why don't you start with Lyle Collins? That was the one that popped off the page for me. Lyle Collins is not practicing today. He's dealing with a back, to quote Jason Garrett, which really aren't we all dealing? I mean, we all have a back. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really all I got. He's He's got a back, I guess. Thanks, Caden. Uh, <laughs> he's not practicing if I had to guess, it's more maintenance than anything else, but it's never good when you're not out there. Uh, Connor Williams is playing some right tackle today. That's the part that piqued my curiosity because this team has notoriously held to the belief that when you're talking about offensive linemen, if you get one hurt, having to move another one that's st- already a starter to that position, you've now created two problems. Jerry well, just said it earlier this week. But they don't have it. The they problem the is that their left tackle's not out there either. Tyron Smith is not practicing. He yeah. has an ankle injury. Cam Fleming is your left tackle. And I no offense to him, but I just don't think the Cowboys would want to throw Brandon Knight into a game at right tackle. Um, so you got to do what you got to do. Now, keeping him on the active roster um, – is it, I mean, if he's not ready to play, then what's the point of keeping it? Are they? Is this because in the future they think he will be ready to play, and right now they just don't think he is? He's yeah, got I mean, the Cowboys had a quarterback for about ten years that they that they had that was kept on the roster for a few years because he wasn't ready. I'm not yeah. not saying Brandon Knight was Romo, but I'm just saying, you know, they, there's a difference between saying, yeah, he's going to develop into something with Colombo will help him, but right now we don't feel like we're gonna we're gonna let him block in front of Dak Prescott right now. He's also probably too good to be on the practice squad and 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 but not good enough to block Preston Smith on Sunday so but that's also I guess that gets back to my my question when I first heard that it made me say if if this was something where it was kind of for maintenance as you mentioned then wouldn't they just throw Brandon Knight out there because they expect Lyle's going to play the fact that they're giving Connor those reps suggests to me at least that maybe there's a chance that Lyle doesn't play. Well, it, it, maybe he plays and gets banged up. Brandon Knight will be inactive, so having him practice doesn't really do a lot. At least Connor was able to practice some at right tackle, and then if he has to get forced into a game because of the numbers crunch that they're going to be in, then at least he's, he's been able to practice some. It. And it hasn't done it since his days at UT. Yeah. Well, maybe did he do it in offseason? Summer? Well, the, Garrett t- was asked about that this morning. He did it for a day in the spring. Yeah, or not maybe very two much. Days. Not, yeah. no, not a lot. Yeah. Um, we'll see. It's like I said, it's not. It's never good when you're when a guy's not out there. So uh, if that's okay, okay. How how is this line looking like? Let's say if they uh, were having to play yeah. tomorrow night, for example. Uh, you'd have 
Cam Fleming, Xavier Suofilo, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, and uh, Connor Williams. There's, and by the there's way, worse in the league than that. Probably, there, there but, definitely is. There yeah, definitely I mean, is. But I, I think, and I, Nick, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you were talking about how you're a little bit concerned about Zach, and just kind of is there something? Is everything? Well, just the fact that he's you know not practicing yeah. as as much now. He is practicing today, which is big, and yeah. it, it might be one of those things like you know that veteran day off we we're going to give you, but well, not today. <laughs> yeah. We need you. Today. Well, yeah. he is going to be limited, and that's normal for yeah. this season. Um, but yeah, I mean, geez, how many more guys can we expect to sit? That's. I was thinking about that. I was watching practice. Xavier's playing left guard for Connor today, and Zach's like, well, shoot, who's going to take my reps if I don't do this whole thing? So, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. how Redman. quickly things can change in Hold the out. NFL. I mean, we were talking about this offensive line looking so good, having a pretty decent depth in there, and now... Listen to what we're talking yeah. about yeah, at this but moment. But again, I mean, yes, it, nothing's certain for this weekend, though, or we don't know the the amount of time that this might be a problem for the Cowboys. But still, things can change very quickly. They changed very quickly. Uh, going into the Saints game, you thought, you know, this is one of the best lines in the football. Everything's good. Then they get their ass kicked on the field. They didn't play well at all. The Saints handled them up front. Then they lost their left tackle. Now they're sitting here, and you know, and maybe they're such good friends. I mean, Lyle and Tyron are like, I mean, if you ain't practicing, I ain't practicing. I mean, maybe possible. Oh, they're they're homies. I don't no. think that's no. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's true at all. But I do think now that I've kind of understood a little bit of that relationship, I think there's a good reason why. And it makes more sense why Lyle signed the contract that he did. I think. I think they are really good friends. They want to. Oh, be you're here. saying yeah, yeah Lyle and Tyron and Lyle and this group. I mean. Yeah, I think the Cowboys got a discount because Lyell just wants to be here. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and yeah, we yeah we mentioned that when he did it. Yeah, I if there's anybody that's just kind of like I like my situation here, I like my friends on the line, I'm close to home. Yeah, that speaks to his ten million years. Good for me. Yeah, yeah, right. It's not like he took a real like um, pay cut, right? I mean, you can get a good fishing pole for that. No that I just think as good as he has been, and as important as he is, especially with the other members of the line banged up, I think we would have heard something by now if it was really serious. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. so. I'll be a little more alarmed if he's not out there tomorrow. But right now, I think they're probably just giving right. him a day off. And I, and I think, I mean, no offense, but I think this is sort of bearing the lead of the. Because I think the biggest thing is Gallup. I, yeah, All right, so I talk honestly, to me about Gallup. If you ain't got no giddy up, then giddy out my way. Nope, no old town road fans in here. Okay, well he's galloping back onto the practice field, All right. folks. All right, he's back. Why isn't anybody else as excited as <laughs> no, me? No, I'm excited he's excited. back. I just I, didn't that know. song, I did whatever. whatever. I wasn't galloping on my seat right now. But... Michael Gallup is back, and I'm excited about it. I hope. Uh... I'm interested to see how that goes because I. It's been 15 days since he had somebody slice his knee open. So that's amazing. Sounds you know, gruesome. That's. I mean, it's surgery, right? That's yeah. amazing to me. Yeah. Medical. It, the, the things you can do with medicine these days is crazy. But and the here's the thing: it was two to four week injuries. What they they said mm-hmm. it's right in the middle of that when you think about it he had surgery right after the game on that sunday he had surgery on monday you go all the way up to the sunday of the packers game it's going to be right there underneath three three weeks so i mean that week counts i mean that week because he was bouncing around on it a couple days after the surgery mm-hmm. and then he's got two full weeks that he's been out and then you, you t- now he's working back into this third week i mean this is exactly what 
you know, I guess you're right. Window. But I'm I'm always the one that's like lean lean on the side of caution. I mean, he had surgery. I was thinking Jets at the earliest. So if I he's think you keep using the word slice, and so that keeps like that keeps <laughs> bothering you. It, it's it, true. It, I mean, it was it, it's a scope. It's puncture. A, it's what whatever you want to call it. Somebody inserted a foreign shank. object yeah. into his body. Like Blood he came it out. Happens. You had right. to. He had surgery. Sounds like a shot. It's Im- <laughs> uh, a little more than that. It's right. impressive. And it is impressive. So he's out there on Wednesday. That's a good sign for his availability. Uh, you know, I went back and watched the game, the Saints game yesterday, and like, not to throw shots, but like there weren't a lot of there weren't a ton of open receivers outside of what we you know the completed passes and the misses to Cobb like. Dak wasn't missing all these guys that were just running around the field open. So I think yeah. Gallup could be huge to have back, especially on a week where you probably want to get rid of the ball quick because your left tackle's not playing. Yeah. One more I wanted to hit was Antoine Woods. We talked a little bit before the show began. What's his status at this point? You know, I, I was surprised because I, I did talk to him yesterday, and he he kind of just hinted that eh, it looks like it's going to be another week. But he did. he is practicing, um, and – you know, Garrett's phrasing was he's going to try to do something, which doesn't imply he's going to get a huge workload. So he could be out there practicing today with an eye on next week. Yeah, maybe. For, you know, we'll talk about this more, but for a team that chose not to run the ball on first and goal from the one four straight times, uh, doesn't mean that, that things are going to be the same this week, right. but still, you know, I, they could probably get by. You know, with with what they've got in the nose um, with Tristan Hill and Covington for another week. Let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, Nick's going to dive into the storylines of the week. That's going to help us be able to kind of put all this in perspective of what's going, what what's happening with both these teams. Then in the final segment, we'll get to Dave's scouting report on this Green Bay offense. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East riders, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. 
Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets today. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, I want you to walk us through the storylines around the Green Bay Packers. All right. What you got? Well, if you've read Big Picture, mm-hmm. this is just kind of reiterating some of that. But um, just looking at some of the things that, you know, what's up with, with the Packers? What's going on with them? Their biggest thing they've got is Devontae Adams with a toe injury. Huge. Um, that was a huge injury for them. They needed him to finish that game. He was having a career game. Uh, Ten catches, 180. He got hurt. Turf toe. 28 fantasy points. Yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, and if anyone's had any toe injury, they'll tell you that is a very tough Injury. I mean, it doesn't sound like much. They need to rename yeah. Turf Toe. I know it, it sounds, it sounds like, wimpy, yeah. and it's not. And it's, it's not. not. It's it is not. painful. I think that the talk right now is that he probably won't play. But we'll see. You never know. And then and Dave will get into more in a second about some of those guys that they do have. But that's the biggest thing they've got uh, for that side of the ball. Brian Balaga, their um, right tackle, he was hurt. Came uh, Did not finish the game with a shoulder injury. He's working back into practice, and I would imagine that he returns. That would be big there because they have two of the best tackles in the league with Bakhtari and him. Um, they, they're not running the ball well. We just talked about it. For, I mean, first and goal in the one, they didn't run it four straight times. Jamal Williams was hurt. Uh, we'll see what his – he's in the concussion protocol. We'll see what his injury is like this week. Aaron Jones, though, 13 carries, 21 yards. He's more of a guy out of the backfield. So we'll see what kind of status is for them. They don't they don't stop the run very well either. They uh, they're averaging 143 yards against them on the ground. That's 26. Um, they stopped the Bears in Week One, and since then it's been train wreck for them on defense. And then the fifth one, they're hoping they get a uh, linebacker Oren Burks. He was a second year guy, I guess, out of Vanderbilt. Is that right, Oren Burks? Sure. No? You haven't got to defense yet. Nope. Uh, usually, are all of those SEC guys. I think that's. Sh- I mean, typically, I remember guys from the draft show, but that name doesn't jump out at me. Uh, they're really excited about him. He got hurt pectoral muscle, which is the same as what Kayvon Frazier did. He's missed a lot of time, and now he's coming back for this game. So, uh, or they're expecting him to come back. Sounds like a lot of theirs are about injuries. Injury. Um, And Devontae Adams being right up there is one of the biggest. Injury and the two biggest things that all teams want to do in in football. Stop the run and run Run the ball. ball. And they had a problem doing that against Philly. As we get into the scouting report, Dave, um, and you don't have to answer this right off, but one of the things we talked about before the show, talking about what Nick has just mentioned, um, this running game – I'd be interested to know, is this a situation where, as we've seen with some teams, they don't choose to run? Or they legitimately cannot run the ball. This and we talked about that this morning. I went and looked. Is like okay. So in three of the four games, like they can't run the ball. Like it's not like they won't do it. Like uh, you know they're you know putting up anywhere between eighteen and thirty carries on their running backs and averaging you know two two and a half three three and a half Eesh. yards. But then. Week two against Minnesota, who most of us would agree is a pretty good defense. I mean, you know, I haven't, I haven't watched a ton of them, but I know they have good players on that defense. They gashed them. They ran for like 130. Uh, Aaron Jones averaged four yards of carry see, and, and was doing it outside, inside, like looked good, falling forward. So I don't want to go as far as to say they can't do it, I guess, because they have, but only in one out of four games. And, I mean, in – in, against Philly, uh, Chicago, okay, I'll give them that. Like, who's really going to run the ball well yeah, against Chicago? Nobody but against, against Philly, against Denver, like, 
they tried and just didn't have a ton of success doing it, mm-hmm. um, which is puzzling. They do have two of the best tackles in football. Uh, their new guard, Elton Jenkins, uh, I believe he's a Mississippi State guy. Uh, he, he's getting rave reviews as one of the like best young rookies playing in the NFL right now. Um, they're really good in pass protection. Uh, Rodgers has been sacked eight times. Five of those happened against Chicago, which, again, okay, mm-hmm. that's yeah, going to happen. Right. Uh, but in the other three games, so the, the other three teams he's played have gotten to him three times. Uh, the Eagles only got him once. So really good against pass pro. Don't seem very strong running the ball. Um, Corey Lindsay's their Lin, Lins, excuse me, Lindsley's their center. Um, they just don't look strong up the middle. So I would say... Obviously, they prefer to pass anyway because they have Aaron Rodgers, but like they they haven't had a ton of success running even when they want to. And some of their running yards are from from Rodgers. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, in that last game, I mean, he he was getting big chunks. Yeah, he had forty, fifty yards yeah. against the Eagles. So some of the, the the rushing numbers would probably are skewed by the fact yeah. that he's getting some of those. Um, that surprises oh. me. Like, I mean, when I look at him and what he does, it, it's. I don't know why it surprises me that he's able to run, and when he does it, he does it well. But he's always been that guy. Since he got in the league, he's a guy that will chop you up on the run game if you're not paying attention. If if he catches you in man coverage and he gets a seam to be able to run in – He's going to run, and when he runs, he can make some yards for sure. And he's really smart. It's rare that he takes big hits too. Thirty. He's really smart with how he runs the ball. Thirty-five. Yeah. He's getting. He's getting to a point where he probably doesn't want to do that as often as he used to. Yes. But he still can, and he does it in the right moments. Right. Yeah. He doesn't have to do it all the time. He does it in the right moments. He doesn't look like an athletic quarterback. I mean, that's the. That's it. That's what it is. Probably so. It's just yes. 34-year-old white guy. You don't expect to be running the ball down the field. <laughs> but he does it. But he, he does can it. Do yeah. it effectively. Anybody that I I get I feel I've gotten more like hate mail or hate tweets about how much I love Aaron Rodgers than like any other topic about covering the Cowboys. So everybody knows how I feel about that and it's the same it's the same thing as like it's all about him. Like I said like they protect him well and he buys time amazingly. Like his pocket presence is incredible. He's got the athleticism to break contain and extend the play. You got to you got to watch out for that. Rod Marinelli's famous line, keep him in the well. Like you you can't let him extend the play or kind of play backyard ball. Easier said than done. What makes this matchup interesting to me is who does Aaron Rodgers trust? Because he's probably not going to have Devontae Adams. And that is his guy. More so than like, like, go back to any iteration of this Packers offense, and there's always been guys with an S you have to worry about. Whether that's Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, or, you know, going way back to like Greg Jennings and Donald Driver, or even recently, you know, Adams was there with Cobb for a time. Um He's had guys he depends on. This year, he's targeting Devontae Adams 25% of the time. Mm. He's got 36 targets. He targeted him 15 times against the Eagles the other night. And I mean, he balled, but he's probably not going to be there. So who steps up in his place? Second place is Marquez Valdez-Scantling at 19%. A lot of names. <laughs> it is a lot of names. Uh, Law firm. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. Um <laughs> We'll call him MVS for short. Great. Let's do it. MVS, and then there's Geronimo Allison, who is uh, an impressive big-body guy. But, like, these guys, 
I always hate to say this about pro football players. Like, I don't think I don't see anything that makes them special. Like, uh, more so than yeah. the second, third, fourth receiver on any other team in the NFL. Well, you know who he targets because we saw it at the end of the game. Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah. In the red zone. Here's the thing, which I don't, Jimmy Graham's a shell of himself. I mean, I think everybody knows that at this yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, he's been in the league since 2011. Uh, and that's, the, I mean, the you're, you're right. And he scored, I believe he scored in the red zone against the Bears. And obviously he was targeting him in the Eagles game relentlessly. And scored but, in the Eagles game early. Yeah, game. yeah, he yeah. did. Um, he's been targeted. Uh, the, he's been targeted nine times, five times, zero times, and one time. The nine coming against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. 11% of the time. He's also had drop issues. He's never been a blocker. Um, not saying he can't hurt you. That's not my point. But this isn't the guy that scored like 18 touchdowns for the Saints five, right, yep. six years ago. Um, and that that's kind of my point. And like, so Adams is at 25%. MVS is at 19%. Then you're talking about Geronimo Allison's been targeted 7% of the times. His high for the season is 4 Jimmy Graham got targeted nine times, but his high after that is five. Like, I don't know who Aaron Rodgers trusts. Like, well, and we're about to find out if this you, week because he have options. If you go back and read, it was a great story. Bleacher Report did it in the offseason about, like, you know, receivers are messing up routes and Rodgers is throwing to the post when he, when he, you know, the guy's running a hitch, but Rodgers is throwing the post. Stuff like that is like, who does he trust? Who can he count on? And it, it's probably MVS, but, you know. I think the Cowboys cornerbacks can probably handle him. And then so it's all about who exploits you other than that. Um, Allison's there. Jimmy Graham is there. Um, Mercedes Lewis is still kicking around up there. And then another name I think you should know is Jake Kumaro. Kumaro. Huh. Uh, he's like their fifth receiver. Who are you? Um, yeah. Well, Lazard. Uh, Alan, yeah, Alan Lazard, Lazard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got they got they names. Got Nobody that's really had a chance to stand out. I think Kumaro is coming back from injury. Here's my thing about those receivers. And when you go back and you just named all those guys that were great for him, like even those guys were not high-profile guys at first. You know, I mean, who are they? I mean, Driver, I mean, over the years he had uh, – and now I'm drawing a blank. Jennings, Cobb, Nelson. Uh, None of those guys were like – can't miss first round picks, stud players. He's kind of developed all of them similar to Brady, where like you take these guys and the next thing you know, they are superstars. I disagree when with was that. Devontae Adams drafted. The Devontae Second? Jordy Cobb were all pretty high picks. Uh I don't and dry I mean honestly, Donald Driver's so old, he kind of came up with Favre more so than Rogers. Right. But um I, I feel like no, I, they, he helps them become I think, these great players. I think Aaron Rodgers is obviously the type of quarterback that can make a middle tier receiver look like a really good one. Right. But I also think those guys were much more talented than what he's working with right now. Like they've kind of so. they've been throwing like day three picks at this receiver situation for a few years. Like they drafted Equinemius St. Brown last mm-hmm. year. He's not with the team anymore. He's already gone. They dra- they spent the seventh round pick on my guy Malachi Dupree out of LSU. Like they they're throwing picks at it, but not on the level of like a Devontae Adams mm-hmm. or a Jordy Nelson. And I think you're seeing it. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past Aaron Rodgers to make these guys look like studs because that's what he does. But I think it's telling that he doesn't seem to trust any of them. Like, he's not looking for them in these games. So my answer to that is watch the running back position as well. Um, We saw this. I mean, the Saints used screens to neutralize the Cowboys' pass rush. Aaron Jones is a really good player. He killed them two years ago, if you remember the game here. 
think uh, Rodgers let him down the field. I think he I think he threw it to Adams for the game-winning touchdown, but Aaron Jones was good in that game. Tellus Bennett um, was good in that game. Tellus Bennett was good in that game. It, it, they've had a rotating cast. Um, Jamal Williams, we'll see what he does. He hurt himself pretty early in that game. Uh, a name to watch there would be Dexter Williams, the rookie out of Notre Dame. He has not logged a carry so far this season, but if Jamal Williams is hurt, that might change. But Aaron Aaron Jones, specific, I mean, he he can do everything. He can catch. He can run. He's powerful. Um I wonder if they lean on him a little heavy, and maybe they can't run the ball because the Cowboys are good. But again, screens flaring him out—they love to do that type of stuff. He'll run the toss sweep to try to get out on the edge. I could see him having a bigger role as a receiver because Aaron Rodgers might not trust any of these other guys. But the one thing we do know about Aaron Rodgers is he, like you detailed a little earlier, he has the ability to make receivers, no matter what their caliber is, he has a way of making them look better than what mm-hmm. they really are, and so. Don't expect that this game, all of a sudden, their, their passing game is going to come to a screeching halt. It will not because no, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. I agree with that. And, you know, I don't want to eat my words as we watch Geronimo Allison <laughs> catch his seventh pass for 90 yards yeah. or whatever. But, like I said, I just going back, like these are young guys. And other than Devontae Adams, it doesn't seem like any of them have a great rapport with him. So. But if anybody can do it, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. That's I mean. That's what I was about to say. You you mentioned all these guys, and it, it makes it sound like okay, this might be a good game, a good matchup for the Cowboys. But but all you got to mention is Aaron Rodgers, and then I'm like, ah. this is this is it's this is the NFL though. Is like readjust your expectations because like if you can hold Aaron Rodgers to. 305 and pick him off once because a receiver bobbled it like that's a great day like he played a great game if you can do that right so you know not saying aaron Rodgers isn't going to throw for 200 yards and you know maybe the bears can do that but i don't that's hard that's a hard thing to pull off basically you level the playing field a little bit against Rodgers when you take away his best receiving option Mm -hmm. right now you kind of level it out and you got an option i mean you really can kind of limit his his production as a passer that's the hope all right we're going to take our final break come back We'll get some questions from you guys. You guys can call us 888-855-2297. Again, 888-855-2297. You can also hit us on Twitter. Uh, tweet me at, at Derek Eagleton. I'll take your questions there. We'll do that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. 
Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it upside down like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You, you. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to the break. Welcome back. It's the final segment of The Break Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, what you got for us? I do have some. I don't have them, but the Cowboys have very limited tickets available for this game coming up. Cowboys and the Packers October 6th. We were talking a lot about it, and you can get there. AT&T Stadium, very limited tickets, though, are available. Go to DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. I haven't figured out who I'm giving my tickets to this week. i got to figure that out. Let's get a good game. Your family doesn't want them? Yeah, but um, which family member I'm oh, not going to give them to? Yeah, I got you. you know? I got you. Because it's always they, like it's a lottery. And I when the Cowboys you. are good, everybody wants to come. So, I hear you. you know. All right, Dave, you yeah. said you had something else oh, no, for I, us. I have one more note. Offense. It's just funny like how one game can change a narrative. I feel like the Cowboys can probably relate to that a little bit this week. Is you know We all watched the Packers just be completely boneheaded and not be able to score a touchdown from the one yard line four straight passes they blew it from right up against the end zone twice in that loss to the eagles three of seven in the red zone against philly and you're like oh my god they're terrible they can't run the ball well they entered that game six of seven in the red zone um and they're so they're still at 63 percent, which is very i mean they're up there with you know they're not top five but i think they're top 10 in the league like they've been very good in the red zone and they've been good at running in the red zone four of their nine red zone touchdowns are runs um jamal williams has one aaron jones has three i believe like so they can do it not you know fletcher cox is a beast or the, the eagles defensive line is is very good maybe they just didn't like their chances of doing that Seems really baffling. Poor shots at it at the one. It's like sneak. I mean, yeah. I know, I know he's thirty-five, but Rodgers can sneak, can he? Right. I yeah, mean, I would think. Um, That'll be interesting because I consider the Cowboys' defense to be pretty good. Yeah. No, I'm I, I'm curious because again, like they they did it against a decent defense in Minnesota, so I think it would be a mistake to go into this game just like, well, they can't run the ball. Right. Uh, but they sure didn't want any part of it against Philly. <laughs> but that's also why I think maybe it flips this game because they're going to be that's, hearing all week you can't run the ball. Yeah. And that's how the NFL kind of works. Sometimes and, when you think something is so far one way, teams have a way of pushing it back. And may, maybe they don't run for like 200 as a team or something crazy like that. But it, like this is a team that was playing really well in the red zone. Like they were three of three in the red zone against Denver, two of two against Minnesota. Uh, one of two against against the Bears, but again, that might be the best defense in the league, them in New England. Um, yeah. So I just, you know, people tend to exaggerate one bad week, and it, I mean, it was a really bad week against the Eagles, but I bet 
I bet it won't look that bad. And by the around. way, they know now going in, they don't have their best wide receiver. So yeah. knowing you don't have your best wide receiver, sometimes you have to adapt, which means they may have to build more into their running games and use some, you know, again, like we were talking about last week, there are ways to to run the ball sometimes that are not conventional that you can still get your running game going. Yeah. So they did a fly, they may be forced to do that. They did a fly sweep with Allison last week. Um, bet you'll see some of that with somebody. Yep, somewhere along the line. All right, let's take a phone call. We got a call from Mike in California. Mike, what up? Hey guys, hey, hey what's up? Hey. First time caller, so it's uh, actually pretty cool to be on with you guys. Thanks Welcome for calling. Lord, thanks. Yeah, Dave, you need to get back to those Snapchat drawings, though. Man, I appreciate your feedback. I'll, you did I'll it week take, one, right? I, I'm using crayons this year. Yeah, I'm trying. I know, like it. You can't, you can't do the same thing all the time. You got to mix it up, or it uh-huh. gets stale. Yeah, but thank I hear you. you. Um, so anyways, I, I want to bring, I know coming off a loss, there's going to be a lot of negativity. And I think, uh, a lot of the fans are coming after you guys on social media, as you guys know, and I want to bring a little bit more positivity into this because I think there is a lot of good things that we aren't really focusing on, um, as fans. And one of them really is that our defense really seems to be hitting strides. Um, I know that there's some areas for improvement on, uh, maybe some turnovers and things like that with interceptions. But realistically, these linebackers are really coming on uh, pretty hard. The Obviously, I, I think Quinn's a steal for us. That was a, a huge one for us. Um, the offense, Dak, I understand he had a bad game. The receivers had a bad game. The line had a bad game. Um, but that that doesn't seem like this would be the norm for our offense. That just seems like it was an anomaly. And... I think that Dak is really good about bouncing back and, and, you know, kind of facing adversity pretty well. So I think he has a bounce back game. Um, I think the offense really is going to definitely be improved with Gallup. If if he does in fact come back this week, but even just getting him back. um, And I know that there's been some injuries on the offensive line and, and there's some uncertainty there, but realistically we're not losing anybody so far, knock on wood for a long period of time. So that's a, another positive thing that I'm happy with. Um, and I do actually have a question because it seems like the, the Packers have a, a weak linebacking group or maybe their inside linebacker is, is kind of not as good as, as maybe they would want. But would you rather see Green Bay, um, or I'm sorry, Dallas run more 12 personnel against them? Or would you rather see him go 11 personnel? Because I think Dallas has actually had better luck with 11 personnel. All right. Thanks for the call. Can I say real quick, I'll, before you guys get into 12 versus 11, after I went back and watched the game, and I'd be interested to see what you guys thought, I actually didn't come away, and I know I said Monday on the show, I don't want to completely let Dak off the hook because I hadn't seen, and maybe guys were getting open, he just wasn't finding them. After I went back and watched it, I actually thought Dak played a decent game. I don't think Dak was – I don't put Dak in the same category as the offensive line from the standpoint of having that poor game. The offensive line, I think, had a poor game. I don't think Dak had a poor game. I think Dak was okay. Obviously, he missed the touchdown throw, and that's huge. That, yeah. In a game like that, you got to make that play. But overall, I don't know that he had a lot to work with there. There weren't guys just running open, like somebody said earlier in the show today. There weren't a lot of guys just running wide open, and he missed them. Uh, so I don't know if I put a lot of what happened last week on Dak. It wasn't like the first half against uh, the Dolphins, where to me, Dak, he was, like he was playing, but he, yeah. he just wasn't performing well. But I'm interested to hear what you guys think about that after going back and watching the game. I Yeah, I 
I think I agree with you. I I hesitate to say like I I don't think he played well, but like he wasn't just horrendous. Yeah, like there just there weren't these open receivers. You know, there was a there was a route. It was early. I think it was like the first drive. Amari came open on a corner route, and and Dak didn't see him, but he was also spinning out of the pocket yeah. and running for his life. And there was no way he was going to make that play. Yeah, I, doing what he was. Yeah, doing. there weren't there weren't a ton of. There weren't. It wasn't a ton, but in a game like that, he missed Cobb in the end zone, which is huge. We already debated who's at fault on the miss to Cobb in the fourth quarter, but either way, it probably could have been a better throw. Going back and rewatching that, I don't buy the narrative that Cobb would have gotten like concussed if that ball had been out in front of him. I mean, there was a guy there, but like, it's not like he was lining up for a kill shot. So, those are two pretty big misses that could have been better. So, but I, I don't think he was like horrible by any stretch. Yeah, I, you can't take a sack at the end of the game either, uh, especially, and you can't fall into Tyron's knee. I mean, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> Stay anything. away from seventy-seven. <laughs> no, I mean, he, I agree. He, I don't think he played a horrible game, but yeah. it was just when so few opportunities, you can't like let one go like he did. I will say, I, I mean, I I really liked that call. Uh, it was I mean, he made some good points. I mean. You can absolutely take some big time positives out of the way the defense played. And it's worth pointing out, you know, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater had any interest in stretching the field. So, um, you know, who who knows, like maybe maybe they could have had some gains that they could have if they tried it. But the linebackers played great. Layton's tackle on Kamara on the third and short on the first drive of the second half. That's what we saw last year, you know, knife through a block and made a tackle for loss on a crucial third down. Like Jalen had a, a really impressive sack and a do or die moment. Like they played their best. Five sacks speaks for itself. There's plenty to feel good about from the defense. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, I don't think it's our job to be positive or negative. I mean, it's our job to just kind of say what it is. And what it is, is they haven't been tested at quarterback at all. Think about it. They played four games. Two quarterbacks that they faced have already been benched. The third quarterback they faced was coming off being benched, and now he, he made his first start in, in Rosen. The fourth one won't be playing here in a few weeks when Breeze comes back. Yeah, so they point. haven't faced anyone yet, and that's not anyone's fault. That's just the way it goes. I don't know what's going to – if, if yeah. they do face Sam Darnold, they'll probably be 30 pounds lighter you know, if he's coming back from mono this week or whatever. I mean, they're going to face the quarterback there. They're going to face the, an all Hall of Famer coming up here. They'll be tested. I'm just saying they haven't been tested by a quarterback just yet. And by the way, they get to face him without his best wide receiver. So there are a lot of things that are, that are falling for the Cowboys. I in actually, season like they should this be 4-0. Where, I, they really should. I, I, I saw a tweet this morning talking about how well Xavier Woods played against the Saints. And I'm not saying he didn't play well, but again, Teddy Bridgewater had next to no interest in really stretching the field. And I think that was by design. So... I'm not ready to just say that the Dallas secondary is incredible. I want to see how they – yeah, we'll see. That'll We'll see what it looks like against Aaron Rodgers because right. even without Adams, I think that's a different story. And then on the flip side too is, you know, it, it can be easy to get exhausted by fans and the sky is falling mentality. But when you only score 10 points and the entire offense looks that bad, I think it's kind of justified, honestly. Like, I don't begrudge people being freaked out by the way the offense looked. Yeah. I'm not freaked out because I know it's a long season, but I understand where that comes from. Like, if they had lost that game 28 to 24, would the backlash have been as no. strong? I don't think so. No. It's when you look that inept at every position, basically, it's 
kind of freaky. And I get why was, fans feel that way. And it was surprising based upon what you'd seen the first three weeks. Because if it would have been 28-24, then you would have said the defense kind of played like they've been playing all year. The offense played like they were playing all year. It just ended up they didn't have enough to yeah. beat that team in their place, right? But the fact, the fact is, it flipped. The defense played much better than it's been playing all year, and the offense played much worse than it's played all year. And that's yeah. why I think people are kind of a little bit like, whoa, whoa, well, what's going on if here? If you lose 28-24 after those first three games, then the calls are going to be... You're right. Is Marinelli... Is, Let me, is, it, okay. is, it, the defense over, is, still, is it over right, for him? Yeah. Let me change... All right, they lose 21-17. Right, and, like, the defense plays pretty yeah. well. Not Tw- great, but... 21 oh, well. okay. points should win you a game in the yeah. NFL. And then the offense... If the offense had had 340 yards of offense... Yeah. And just didn't get in the end zone at the like nobody would be freaking out as bad as they are yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but there is no shame, by the way. There is no shame in a team losing None. twelve to ten on the road against a team that's likely going to be in the playoffs and maybe going toward the Super Bowl. Like there is no shame in that. And I think the Cowboys just have to learn from whatever happened in that game and it gotta be better the next so, time they face I a team mean, like that. I actually there's no, no. shame, but and AG always all, thinks there's shame. Well, She's when embarrassed. It's all field goals and you get beaten by but that's field goals. Fo- but that's it, football. It football. Watch football around the NFL. That's football. I, get it. I, I thought get it, I thought this was really funny. I I try to devour as much NFL content as I can. One because yeah. I'm a fan, but all you know you just want to hear what's going on in the league and stay up to date um i listened to the ringers nfl podcast and the mina kimes show and both of them really good for whatever it's worth if you're into the nfl um but both of them like they both talked about the dallas saints game and on their national level podcast and they're like oh yeah you know they didn't look good but it's just a blip like they'll be okay and i was like well that's not what it's not what it sounds like in Dallas. So, like, it was kind of interesting to hear that national perspective that, like, nobody's it's September. Nobody's I mean, really freaking out yeah, about September. it. Yeah, September. I don't. Now, if this game is the game you lose in December, I think you should be a little more freaked out because at that point, you got to be clicking on all cylinders heading yeah. in toward the playoffs. And those are the kind of games that good teams have to win when you get to December and January, obviously. To answer that call, well, we'll get into that tomorrow. I haven't looked at the Packers' defense, but I know that they have really good cornerbacks. So I favor. I mean, I lean toward eleven personnel, but like attacking the middle of the field might be a good idea. Yeah. Okay, but there is reason for concern. We talked about it before. They haven't faced three good teams yet. They're going to face a good one this Sunday, and mm-hmm. they look like crap. So there's reason for concern. Let's see if it's a small sample size or they can get better. But so far, they faced one team that's going to compete for the playoffs, and they didn't win. And by the way, with a backup quarterback playing for them. Very and by true. the way, even over these next several games, you got teams that all have some issues. You get into November, you're about to hit a stretch of teams that right now don't have a lot of issues. But they there are will. teams that are, they might when the Cowboys right. are coming. But they, they'll but, have they but they are teams that are playing really, really well right yeah. now. So you will get tested. You'll have some of those quarterbacks that will be coming up, specifically that back to back between Detroit and the way they're playing right now. I know mm-hmm. you don't love Stafford, but the way he's yeah, playing, playing right well. now. Between Detroit and New England, you're gonna have some challenges right yeah. now. Damn, we just handled the whole season. We did. <laughs> to see y'all in December. I'll say this: I I love the dynamic that this team has and, and, and the spirit. They're very competitive. They you can see that they care. And what I'm saying this is because when we went in the locker room after that game against the Saints. The mood was so terrible. Like, everyone was in a bad mood. I've seen previous games where games matter and you go in the locker room and the guys are just, like, walking around cool, normal. Not saying that they don't care, but the attitude, you know, it's different. And it would piss me off. I'm like, why do you even have it? Why are you listening to music right now? Like, shut that down. Like, you should be upset. And it wasn't. But this case, I mean, we walked in there. Amari Cooper was at his locker 
just sitting there, just staring in blank space without moving. And I was just like, whoa, like, it, it, it hurt him. It, and you could see and, and hear it, how these guys talked, Zeke, how he spoke. You can tell that they really, really care. And You know, listening to music doesn't mean somebody doesn't care, right? I get it. <laughs> I said that. I get it. But if you're walking around with a little swing to your walk ah, and you know listening the to table music, dance. there's a there's a it's there, very different. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a subtweet in there somewhere. Like there, we're referencing specific people that will not be named here. Yeah, yeah. All but right, you know what I mean. Yeah, I get you. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow, eleven forty-five. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave. Holm. Oh, real quick before we finish the show, I do need to say happy birthday to my lovely wife. Oh, it is her birthday today. Feliz so cumpleaños. happy birthday, birthday Sunis. Love you. All right, for Nick Eatman, Dave Helm, and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eaton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?